You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Printful. A quick shout out to Printful, our sponsor here on the show. Grow your brand and make a lasting impression with Printful. They offer more than 250 high quality products from apparel and accessories to home and living items and so much more. Connect your store, choose your product, upload your design, and Printful is automatically fulfilling your orders on demand and shipping them to your customers around the world. There are no order minimums, so you won't get stuck with leftover inventory, and you only pay when you make an order. Hey, so we're back on day two of our series featuring incredible women entrepreneurs in honor of Women's History Month. And I'm here today with Amy Gabriel, the founder of Lippy Clip. Hey, Amy. Hi. So there's so many reasons I'm proud to call you a Privy customer, but here are a few that I found in just doing a little bit of research on the brand. So you were a pediatric nurse, right? Yes, I was. Amazing. So much respect for nurses. We actually have one in our family. God bless you. That is incredibly hard work. (laughs) And as you've grown, you're now a team of 16 women. Yes, that's correct. Amazing. So we'll talk about that. And you're also bootstrapped. Yes. 100%. No outside funding. Love it. No out. Cool. All right. So why don't you just like, we can kick off, fill us in. What's Lippy Clip and how'd you come up with the idea? Okay. So the Lippy Clip is a lip balm holder. It holds all standard size lip balm and easily clips to your key ring, your purse hardware, your backpack, your diaper bag, yoga bag, wherever you want to clip it. Um, For a long time, it was our only product, and we made tons and tons of variations of one product. And then in 2020, like most businesses, we decided to pivot. So we came up with the Sani Clip, the sister product to the Lippy Clip, which holds standard size hand sanitizer and has similar clip, which also clips to purse handles or backpacks or different things like that to keep your hand sanitizer and your lip balm within your reach. Our mission is to help people make their lives just a tiny bit easier so they don't have to search for what they need. Love it. And was this just like an idea that you came up with while you were working as a nurse? Yeah. So I grew up in a family of seamstresses. My mother, both my grandmothers, several aunts, we all sewed growing up. It was just what you did in our family. And so I grew up, I mean, I don't even remember how old I was when I learned to sew because I never remember not knowing how to sew. So I grew up literally in a sewing machine or in a sewing room. And I always went to sewing as my hobby. It was always my self-care, always my retreat, always my time alone. I just enjoyed it so much. And I would sew different things for my kids, for gifts, for friends. And then one night I was kind of playing around in the sewing room and playing around with some scraps and some hardware and just different things that I had on hand and came up with the lippy clip. And so that's how it all started. That was in 2012 was when wow. we fir- I first created it. Yeah. You know, it's amazing because I think so many founders that I talk to can't actually build the first version of their idea. So actually <laughs> that step from like idea to beta product is so much longer. The fact that you actually mm-hmm. could build it yourself, I think is amazing. I love that. Cool. So you actually started on Etsy, I saw. Right? Yes. Yes, I did. I started on Etsy just because it was the quickest and easiest way to get a product listed 
you know, back in 2012. Shopify was around certainly at that time, but being a pediatric nurse, I've never taken a business class. I've never had a web design class. I've never done any of that. So Etsy was the most turnkey and quickest way to get my products out there. Yeah. And in front of an audience that was already Mm -hmm. kind of existing. So, you know, what was the early days of Etsy like Were there certain techniques to trying to get your products in front of more customers? Like in terms of listing? Yeah, so right. In the early days, I put a lot of focus on photography. I had a good camera at that point that I was just using for my kids, to be honest. So I started learning and doing some research on settings and how to make a crisp white background and different things like that. Because I knew that photography was such an integral part of any product listing, but especially on Etsy too. And so I did that. I followed a couple of Etsy gurus and tried to learn about tags and titles and descriptions and keywords. And so that's really where my first knowledge of SEO started was on Etsy. And a lot of that does transfer over to Shopify and transfer to all e-commerce platforms. But I'm so grateful for those earlier days that I learned what it meant to create a successful listing on Etsy. Yeah. And what were some of the searches that you were trying to rank for within Etsy when you first started? Yeah, I would look for like niche areas, especially around, let's say, like teacher appreciation. I would kind of go into those niche areas of, you know, special needs teacher appreciation or speech teacher appreciation. Some really specific, some of that was the world I was in at that time because my kids were in preschool. So my mindset was already in the preschool realm. So I would think about preschool teacher appreciation or teacher assistant gifts or even like bus driver and lunch assistant, lunch people, cafeteria services. So that really helped us a lot. We're huge for teacher appreciation. Another big season for us is quarter four is holiday gifting. And so thinking about just outside of the box, like non-candy stocking stuffer, things like that, that people want, but maybe they don't think that there's anything out there. They want a a stocking stuffer that's not going to load their kids up with sugar. Um, So things like that were kind of some taglines that I found good success with. I think it's brilliant, you know, because most people think, oh, they need to own search results for like product specific searches, which was one of the things I was so curious coming in because I would imagine, you know, you've got like a new invention that probably, you know, is less about people Googling that they want this specific thing because they've never really like heard of it or seen it before. So you kind of got your foot in the door through gifting, which I think is really clever. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I did was I would look at things like Google terms, like how do I keep my purse organized or how do I find things quickly as a mom? How do I get my kids out the door quickly? And so from those terms, I would expand and find other products that were doing the same thing we were, that were different products, complementary products that were doing the same thing that we were and try to find out like, what are these greater search terms of moms of toddlers trying to get their kids out of the door quickly? They want to grab their keys. They want to grab their chapstick. They want to grab their hand sanitizer and they want to get out the door and be ready to go. And so bag organization, diaper bag organizing. So those are just all like greater, bigger picture things that I was able to fit nicely within that realm already. It's brilliant. And I noticed just like looking at your stuff, first of all, I think you and the team do an awesome job with product photography. Oh, thank you. Really, really good. Do you do that internally? A lot of it we do internally. A lot of it we source from our influencers and they send us photos that we then have the rights to use. But most of it is internal. Awesome. And yeah, I think like it's funny hearing you say some of those like search terms, those ideas like organization and whatever, because 
if I like just as a bystander looking at your social media and your site, I noticed that a lot of the content on Instagram and some of your stories, et cetera, is, is related to that, right? So it's like mm-hmm. you're actually developing content that supports those things, not just like shoving a bunch of keywords on your product pages to rank, <laughs> which I'm sure you've done that too, but it sounds yeah. like that strategy has worked out well for you. So are you still selling on Etsy today? We are. We do have several of our products on Etsy. We have a not a complete product line, but we have a, a representation of our product catalog there. And the reason for that is because we had such a loyal customer base from Etsy from those first few years that found us on Etsy. And I think for customers, a lot of times they think, oh, I brought I bought the Lippy Clip back in 2012, 2013. I bought it on Etsy. And so naturally they still go to Etsy. And we still have customers that bought from us seven, eight years ago on Etsy, and they just stay on Etsy. And some of that, I think, is because their entire purchase history is there. They have their account and their credit card saved, and it's just easier for them. And that's fine. And my mentality has always been, if they purchase from us on Etsy and they choose to purchase from us again on Etsy, I do not want them to go to Etsy and not be able to find us because then they're going to buy from somebody else. So I want to have a presence there for those customers that are loyal to Etsy. Yeah, I think it's smart. Yes, you're paying per order, but it's a low cost source of acquiring and keeping customers. And maybe those people who buy multiple times through Etsy are are still telling their friends about Lippy Club, you know, at what point was it that you said to yourself, like, I need to build my own store? It was during when our wholesale took off. So we were a part of Etsy Wholesale when Etsy had a wholesale program and we saw great success with that. But I kind of got wind that it wouldn't last and it didn't last. If you're not familiar, spoiler alert, it's not around anymore. But before Etsy pulled the plug on the Etsy Wholesale, I knew that we needed to build our own website. Um, And I'd always heard wonderful things about Shopify. I knew that Shopify was where we would go, but that was really the push for me to get on Shopify was to be able to have a web presence for a home base, a flagship store for our product for retail customers, but then to be able to build in a backend wholesale side as well. Love it. Yeah. And I saw just on some of the privy marketing campaigns that you're doing, you're actually like giving people the option to choose. Are you here for wholesale or retail? Which I thought was Mm -hmm. really clever. So good job with that. But okay. So it sounds like you had a taste of what wholesale could be. And that's what, what got you comfortable launching your own store. And have you explored other channels too? Like, are you on Amazon? No, we're not on Amazon. We do sell with Zulily a good bit. So that's been a good success for us. We've been with them for several years, but those have been really, really good channels to us. But as far as our own presence is pretty much on Etsy and Shopify. Awesome. And have you grown faster on any one of those or? Shopify for sure. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Hands down. We've grown, accelerated the quickest on Shopify. That's awesome. And not surprised, right? That's where you can kind of control right. the relationship. <laughs> With your customer and drive repeat sales and, and send email and all that stuff, which is great. Cool. So yeah, one of the things that I I found on your site was it looks like you do a lot around like holiday specific collections. It's probably harder to execute, which is why I don't see it a lot. But like, walk me through the strategy around that. So because we have non-consumable product, a product that is very well made that people can buy them and use our lippy clip. We have customers who use it the same one for years. Now, does it like get dingy a little bit? Yeah, but you can hand wash it. But we have a product that will last you for a very, very long time. However, because we have such a great price point, lippy clips are about $10 a piece retail. 
we really want to encourage that customer to come back and get a new one because we believe it's affordable. And even though it can last you for a year, you really should refresh and get a new one, just like you get a new purse several times a year, a new backpack every school year, or a new diaper bag with every baby. You should get a new lippy clip with that. So we really try to communicate that message a lot. With the holiday ones, that has been really successful, both for wholesale and retail. A wholesale because they're always looking for seasonal items to get customers back into their stores. And if you think about a brick and mortar store with their window displays, they're always looking for something very seasonal for that display. And so Lippy Clips have helped to add that pop of color for Easter displays or the orange for the Halloween or different things like that. So we do see great success with that, but also it's just, they're really fun. They're quick impulse purchases that customers can buy. It's a non-candy gift, like I mentioned before, which so many people are looking for now, especially around the big candy seasons like Halloween. If you have a child with food allergies that can't trick or treat or can't consume all the candy that's available out there, it's nice to give them something that they can enjoy too. So A lot of different strategies with that. We have really had to perfect and fine-tune scaling and inventory with that. Because our products don't expire, it's okay if we don't sell out of one collection to roll it into the next season. But that is inventory that sits on the shelf for you know 9 to 12 months. So that's not ideal from a business standpoint, but it's not going to go bad either. But at the same time, it's just taken some learning of our customer of okay, how many Easter lippy clips do we need to make? What is ideal? And how many Christmas ones do we need to make? And just moving forward with that. Sometimes we hit the nail on the head. Sometimes we way overshoot. And sometimes we sell out. One time we sold out of Christmas in two hours. And I was like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? That's amazing. Um, But that's when I knew knew it would be a success and we ordered more right away. (laughs) Nice, nice. I love that. Yeah, so you know, for you where it's a non-consumable, I like that idea of kind of replenishing new styles. I think, you know, a lot of people out there have a stigma around average order value and a founder's ability or inability to grow a, a business at low average order values. And here you are, amazing business that you've built. I think a lot would kind of be envious of where you are on a $10 product. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like, you know, collections and is a big part of that lets you sell yes. more to your existing kind of loyal user base. Yes. And it gives you a reason to get back in front of your customer on a regular basis of here's what's new. Here's what's new. You know, kids are going back to school. Let's get them a lippy clip or they're going to camp this summer. Let's get them a lippy clip. Like a lot of things like that. Yeah. I think that's smart. I think a lot of founders struggle to understand what to include in email. And a lot of times it feels forced, but when you, when you're launching new stuff, you know, every three months, I think that makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. So yeah, one of the things I wanted to touch on, I thought was interesting that, you know, that you are very mission driven, right. And you employ Mm -hmm. 16 people. All of those are, are women. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So when I was a young mom, I was a pediatric nurse, but I did not always work full-time. I've worked full-time, part-time as needed. I've worked all the different jobs in the nursing realm. But I remember I was a young mom. I had two young kids at home and I needed to stay home because I couldn't afford childcare for them. And But I wanted to make extra money so badly. And so I would just research different ways. This was like 2008, 2009, early before we were lippy clip, but I would research all these different ways. And at one point in time, I was clicking on surveys and taking surveys for just pennies a piece. And looking back at that, I remember thinking if there was ever something I could do to 
help women like me be able to work from home and be able to make some money to supplement their family's income. That would be incredible. And I remember this, this dream just started in my heart at that point in time. And so fast forward a few years, I worked full-time as a nurse. My husband went to grad school. Our kids were a little bit older and Lippy Clip was born. And I remember the first time I sold out online and I needed more product, but I did not have the hours in the day to make it. And so one of the very first persons I hired, um, her name is Lindsay, and she still works for us today. She came over to my house and she would pick up product and she would take it to her. And she had a little baby at the time and she would pick up product and take it back to her house and package it up for me and get it ready and bring it back to me the next day. And thinking about that day, those days, and then Lindsay grew to two or three more people. And then we added two or three more. And so I didn't hire all 16 at one time. I mean, I hired them over like seven years. And so we've just grown, but it's for the most part, the women who work for me are stay at home moms who sew products during nap time and in the evenings. That is the majority of the women who work for me. We have a few women who come in the office that help us ship and do things around the office. And then we have a few other women who do marketing and stuff from home too. But we are all women. Um, Most of them are moms and most of them are juggling children at home or children in school and working part-time. Such an incredible story. I think all the time, it's it's nearly impossible. It's so hard, right? And so when I hear your story, I hear two things that are very unique. One, you were really trying to solve like your own problem in a way with Mm -hmm. the product itself. And then two, like so much of the idea for the company formation and mission was around your personal experience as a mom of two young kids. And just awesome to see A, the success, but B, you stick true to that and actually like focus your hiring around that, that same mission. Amazing. Any female founders outside of yourself that, that you look up to? Yeah. Um, forerunner for me in this e-commerce world has always been Rebecca Smith. She owns a company called Better Life Bags based in Detroit. And she has a similar mission to me. It's, it's a little bit different, but similar. And I've just looked up to her so much and I've met her face to face. And she just inspires me with the way she runs a very intentional business. And I think she was the first person I saw that ran a business with deep intention. And I caught wind of that just, just maybe six months or a year before my business started. And, um, and I knew that I wanted something like that in my life. Amazing. That's so cool. We'll have to check that one out. And if you're listening and you're not familiar with Amy's business, check out lippyclip.com. We'll include it in the notes. And uh, Amy, thank you. I know you're super busy and the business is growing quickly and it's just awesome to hear the story. Oh, thank you. It's been a privilege to be here. 